Okay, folks. I kind of wonder what's happening here. It seems as though COVID is making a big comeback. Yes, it's the revenge of COVID. Yes, the Omicron, why did they name it that, seems to be taking over things. Seems to be going out spreading Delta now. Seems to be the dominant variant. And you know what? Again, this COVID bull is wreaking havoc with sports. Yeah, look what it's done with the NHL. They paused games and activities through Christmas till about the 27th. And I mean, heck, it's even paused Syracuse sports until about the 29th. Of course, I do have one little thing to talk about with Syracuse sports. But who's sick and tired? Not literally. I mean, not literally sick. That's what I mean. Who's literally tired of all of this COVID bull? Yes, stop running scared, as Roy Orbison would put it. Yeah, I mean, we, we gotta just forge ahead, keep on going. We can't keep pausing. Of course, over in Europe, they're pausing normal activities again in a few countries. Heck, one country's even banning British citizens from coming into its country. Who's tired of all of this? Everybody raise your hands. Who's tired of this? You know what? We gotta rise up and say, enough's enough. This is socialist. This is communist. We gotta stop. All right, I'm getting too political. Let me refocus on what this show's all about. First, let's talk about the Bills. Great comeback victory there against Carolina. Yes, Cam Newton, who's definitely lost a step, was the quarterback for the Panthers, not Sam Darnold, who so far has had a tough time of it being drafted the same time as Josh Allen. But you know, Newton still showed he's dangerous with his feet although he has lost a little zip on his passes. But still, it was interesting for a little while, but still, Buffalo showed who's the better team, if you know what I mean. Yes, Allen did, didn't run as much, and that was good, considering that he was playing on an injured foot. But on his lone run, oh, he kind of looked injury-free scampering for about 24, 25 yards. But you know what? The less time he runs, the more he passes, it's better for everybody. Yes, great passes to Stephon Diggs and two touchdown passes to the underused Gabriel Davis. Well, the first one wasn't shocking that he caught that pass. Second one, it wasn't shocking, but maybe he was strutting around a little bit. Think about your auto parts while I, you think about those puns I just used. And of course, Stefan digs the competition. Alright, it's a little cold because it's winter, but I mean you water the thing will flower. Pink, pink. And of course... Devin Singletary showing, hey, Buffalo can use the run when it wants. 
Why have a singletary when you can have a double touchdown? A big 31-14 win over the Panthers. And now it is the colossal, the big, the game of the year. That's right. We go against Bill Belichick and the Patriots in a place that has been a house of horrors for Buffalo over the years. Foxborough. And you know what? Belichick better have that phone ready because you know what? The weather's going to be more conducive to Allen throwing and maybe running to maybe a victory. Yes, because once Buffalo puts 38 points on you, although I'm not predicting it, you're going to want to throw that phone like you did last year. But you know what? We're going to be ready this time. Whoever wins this pretty much has the inside track to the division. As Buffalo's last two wins are very winnable against Atlanta and against the Jets. This is for all the marbles in the division. And maybe a home game. Big win by the Bills. Let's keep it going. Like I said... I do have one little thing to talk about with the orange. Yes, COVID definitely has put a monkey wrench into the basketball season. Both the games against Lehigh and Cornell were postponed. But you gotta wonder, when are they gonna play them? Because the next game up is the 29th against Georgia Tech. The beginning of the ACC slate. But I digress. You know, COVID again is throwing a monkey wrench into things like it's done with the NHL. But you know, Syracuse and Beheim can hopefully get things going and maybe get things turned around. Who'd have thunk that Syracuse would be 5-5 at at this point in their season? And who'd have thunk that at the early signing period last week, Dino Babers would only ink... 13 players, plus a transfer. But the thing is, I kind of wonder. He's got a go-aways to replenish the roster. I think he's mining that portal quite a bit, if you ask me. Because that seems to be the norm now with college football recruiting. So many players entering that portal. You know, it's becoming what I'm fearing. The college football version of free agency. Once you make a commitment to your original team, the way I see it, you ought to stay with them, no matter what. Of course, kids are so impulsive nowadays, they change their mind at a heartbeat. Look at how many players have gone into the portal out of Syracuse this year. Twenty. Twenty of them. And of course, it's going to raise a few red flags there. What is Dino Babers doing? Is he mistreating the players? You know, it opens up a whole floodgate of things with his transfer portal. But you know what? That's the way college football is. They like to have those NIL deals. The thing is, I've thought for years, college football ought to have a kind of a little stipend for the players because I think the NCAA made it too restrictive. But of course, the NCAA says, hey, 
You can't be, kind of be a business in a way. You got to report income. It, I mean, you can't give money to the players. You know what? I mean, there should be maybe a new ruling body or whatever. The NCAA is kind of losing its grip on things. Maybe it's time for new leadership. But you know what? Don't make it so restrictive on the players. That's what I'm thinking. And don't make it so restrictive that 20 players enter the transfer portal. And don't make it so restrictive that other teams probably win this endless bowl season, 44 of them, is over, that there's going to be another flood of players entering that portal. You know what? Free agency, college style. That's the way I say it. And how about that soap opera with Urban Meyer? After 13 games as the Jacksonville coach, the coach who's won three national titles, two with Florida, one with Ohio State, is out. As you know what? Looks as though his leadership style doesn't, isn't conducive with NFL players. Yeah, he was heavy-handed in ways. And also, I mean, you know, the way, way he went, it worked with 18 to 21-year-old players. But, you know, you try doing it with pros, they whine. Of course, Meyer's guilty of doing things it, so, sometimes, you know, some, some very questionable ways himself. Heck, the videos of him fooling around with a couple of women in a restaurant. And also, the way they say, hey, a kicker said, hey, he kicked me in the leg. Well, you know what? Apparently, Shad Khan, is that his name? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, Shad, Shad Khan said, enough's enough. And last year, he said, I made the best hire. Well, you know what, Khan? It's another blunder in the way you've been running this team. Hell, Jacksonville's become a version of the Buffalo Bills 10, 15 years ago. But I digress, Shad Khan. You kind of wonder if there's a Share Khan or is there a Jungle Book? There's a, some bare necessities that you need, if you know what I mean, Shad Khan. Get your hire right this time, or else, heck, we might have another Urban Meyer. We might have another Bobby Petrino. We might have another coach that can't last one year because, hey, they find out the pro game is different than the college game. And, of course, thank God Urban Meyer didn't have to do what Petrino did, leave a laminated note saying he was leaving. You know what? Somebody else ought to have things laminated. Mate, like maybe somebody's testicles. I don't know. But I digress. And last but not least, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody out there in Kenny's Two Pennies land. I'm Ken Haas, and that's all I gotta say this week. <laughs>